0: Two brothers review the podcast. I'm Reed Turley and I'm Ty Turley
1: and I think this is our pumpkin spice edition.
0: Do you the have, fall do you season.
1: Yeah. Are,
0: are you drinking or eating something pumpkin spiced? Well, no, but this
1: maybe our, maybe our podcast is the, is just in general is the equivalent of the pumpkin spice. Have you ever thought about that?
0: It just comes out every fall.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's seasonal um,
0: and, you, I, and you miss it when it's not there I, people have asked where have we been and just taking a little break everybody but we're happy to be back we're happy to
1: be back and we're happy to be apple cider donuts for you
0: well, now you just switched it up
1: <laughs> Oh, you're right pumpkin apples what the crap that's confusing keep going Yep.
0: Today, we're going to be talking about Amsterdam. Uh, but before we get to that, tie, do you have a favorite ensemble movie? Well, the one that um, the one that came to mind
1: was was Tropic Thunder. That's a great one. It's a great one. Uh, it's a silly one. It's a, they're being ridiculous, which is fun.
0: But yeah, I think I, I did have this thought. Aren't all movies kind of ensemble movies, except for that one with uh, where the guy's driving in a car, talking on the phone the whole time. Tom Hardy. <laughs> that's not an ensemble movie, but every oh, yeah. other movie kind isn't,
1: of is. Isn't there the one with Ryan Reynolds and he's buried alive and that's the whole
0: movie? Yeah. So, OK, so maybe it has happened where there's just like one person
1: or the one or the one with um, uh, Robert Redford and he's on a boat by himself. So I, I haven't seen that one. It's called Alone, I think.
0: (laughs) Sad. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, okay. But I think there are some movies that are more star-led versus group. And uh, my favorite ensemble movie is The Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. All right. I can see that. Um, Have you ever heard heard of a two-hander? I have heard that
1: phrase. Yep. So a movie could be a two-hander. Like leads. in Bruges, yeah, yes, good.
0: What's another <laughs> one, Ty?
1: Well, I think there's so many. Any any rom com is usually a two hander. There are other people, but like the main two
0: people are having most of the attention. Fair, okay. It doesn't mean that they spend a lot of like scenes together. Maybe that. Maybe that's the same same difference.
1: I don't know the technical definition. Now I'm I'm going to need to look it up, Reed. I don't know.
0: Okay. Well, are we talking about anything else besides the movie Amsterdam to avoid the movie Amsterdam?
1: (laughs) No. Well, I don't know. Are we? I liked it. You liked this movie? Yes. That's shocking to me. I I was shocked, too. I actually didn't like it in the beginning, but about halfway through, I was like, oh, I
0: get it. And then I liked it. Okay, Uh, Enlighten me. What did you get? Like what what was it? Well, well,
1: I mean, okay, it's a little bit trying too hard, I think, with the funny part of it, but but I think it's a very clever premise, I think. Uh, I, I love the exercise that, that he did of there was truly this thing that happened in history with this general, and he was interested in that, and so David o. Russell wrote a whole backstory that's imagined, but relevant, I would say, to explain why that general would have got to that point. Uh, so I thought, I thought it was just a very interesting comment on our time as well, in a way that is funny, but I was going to say angry. Funny, but strident. It, 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 wasn't an, it wasn't preachy, but I think it had a good message. I mean, we, we, we really talk about the message of films and I'm not usually someone who likes message films, but, um, but I thought this one was very effective.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't buy in at the beginning, but I struggled with like, uh, there's a flashback in a flashback. There's just, I think the pacing was very hard for me with this movie where it's a lot of time establishing their relationship. And then I think the actual plot around the general moves so quickly, and I don't know if it really develops in any kind of organic way.
1: Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit hokey, again, I would say. I'm not, I'm not defending it. It's, it's like a little creaky. It, it, yeah. it feels like it's constructed for a purpose, I think. So I think that's true. I don't know if that's exactly what you're saying, but I mean... Do you
0: think David O. Russell is uh, against big business?
1: <laughs> I do. I do think that, Reed, yes. Me too. What... Yeah, okay. All right. We, uh, we, I... It's good to point out the way things are repeating in history. I think that's a valid thing to do with a film. Also, okay. okay, okay. I want to say something else. Yeah. Also, Amsterdam... The word rep- in the film represents the time that they had there. It represents an idyllic time. It represents a time where people are kind to each other, and there's art. And I like that ideal. I like that abstraction or that abstract idea that's represented by um, this segment of the film, this, this sec- the, the sequence in Amsterdam in the film. and. I like that Christian Bale's character chooses to leave it for good reasons, I think, but I understand the, the allure and I understand why they'd want to stay there. And I understand why they'd want to get back to it. And for me, it's a very, I don't know. I just find that very compelling too.
0: Yeah. I I think that that was an effective kind of through line of this, like, you know, you like the idea of like him choosing to leave and it kind of breaking up the experience for the other two as well. And like, Margot Robbie's character knows it's not sustainable without like once Christian Bale leaves or once they go to help him, like they have to get, they get drawn back into the real world and they can't live in that, that space of creativity and freedom. Yeah. Uh, How did you think the three, the three leads kind of did those three? Man. Okay.
1: (laughs) I thought, I thought Margot Robbie was so good. I, I, I thought it was amazing. I thought Christian Bale was funny, a little bit over the top. And then John David Washington, like always, was sort of a black hole of energy for me. Just, I just don't like it. I, he's too calm. He's too chill all the time. I just don't understand. He doesn't seem like a charismatic movie star to me, but whatever.
0: Like just kind of flat delivery? Yes, low, low emotion. Yes, and i know I know you probably
1: love him. I don't know actually what you feel. I know some yeah, I liked
0: you're... I like Tenet.
1: Yeah, that's weird still. um <laughs> I know some of our I know, I know some of our listeners like him. I don't understand it, but it's fine. Yeah. what did you think of the acting?
0: Uh, Mar- I probably
1: I, Oh sorry, you ha- did you want to say more about Margot? You have to admit Margot Robbie was so good in this.
0: Ugh, I, I don't know if this, <laughs> not for me. I would have said Christian Bale was the best of the three. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Just that sort of, and maybe it's more the writing than the acting where I think they just had to kind of be a little ridiculous and serve plot points that I, I don't know. I just, just didn't connect with me. Yeah, like just their, her, the whole interactions with her sister in law and her brother are so forced, weird, I, not real. It's it's just not real. Yeah, it's not
1: real. I guess that's true. Can't argue. With it's that. It's a
0: movie. You're saying yeah. <laughs> no,
1: I'm not saying that. I'm saying you're right. It it has a arch quality. It's yeah. heightened. It's a heightened reality. I mean, I think there were people. I think there are people like Rami Malik in this film who are really dishonest, duplicitous, smarmy.
0: Yeah, totally self-serving. But OK, <laughs> let's talk about this plot. Why didn't Timothy the Oliphant just kill him? They even literally say he could have just killed us right then. Well,
1: because I don't know, Reed. Why didn't he? Because he doesn't want to kill him. Who wants to kill people? No one wants to kill people. He pushed Taylor Swift under that carb real quick yeah, he wanted to kill her I mean yeah. you kill you kill when you have to, but like you don't want to gratuitously kill fair if you don't okay. have to no, I don't know it's true it's It's dumb that they say it too well, maybe it's not dumb it's in in the spirit of the film that they call that they call it out right yeah yeah um, I, I why, mean let's he, he, you know, you don't, want it to get, you don't want more attention on your on your illegal secret organization.
0: Oh, yeah. The group of the five, which is just the Nazi symbol, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Real subtle. Uh, OK. Well, I think there and
1: were these I think there, there were these organizations going on in the U.S. at the time. D- I, that's true. There were definitely sympathizers. Pseudo Nazi. You know, they wanted to set up the same thing, but couldn't call it the same thing. Uh, That's historically accurate, I think.
0: And the guy getting the general to to give the speech messes up and says the wrong organization. He says the the group of five organization rather than the committee for a stronger dollar. Right after Robert De Niro learned about the group of five. Like, Mm -hmm. why did that guy make that mistake?
1: Oh, the guy hiring him? The guy hiring the general? Yeah. Oh, for dramatic effect. I don't know, Reed. I'm surprised. Yeah, the end of this I'm, mo- I'm surprised. The end of this movie really didn't work for me. So. Even when Robert De Niro's syncing up with the actual
0: historical archival footage. I like that. That was great. Yeah, you
1: did. You love that. I know you love that.
0: <laughs> I love a little coda at the end of a movie that <laughs> it's fun.
1: Brings it all together. Look, you're right. I don't know. I don't know why I liked it. I usually don't like things that where the writing is incoherent, but. Huh. Do
0: you are you a. Do you like other David O. Russell movies? It's hit and miss. Yeah. I think me too. Yeah,
1: he's very very stylized. He's very... and I think he thinks he's funnier than he is, maybe. I
0: don't know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I was very excited for this movie. The first time I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, these actors are awesome. Like, yeah, this is going to be a good movie. I, I just don't think it delivered. For me. <laughs> okay. Are well, there other the,
1: things? What's the wife of Rami Malek's character who, who is Ann Taylor, Anya Taylor-Joy? Anya Taylor-Joy. She's always weird. She's always she, I mean Rami Malek's always weird. They're both always weird in every movie they're in.
0: Right. I don't think you could find two people with like weirder bigger eyes. Yeah. The
1: kids are going to be <laughs> owls. R- <laughs> real real weird. Real outliers, owls. Ah, good one, man. Did you see the Saturday Night Live sketch this week with fake eyes?
0: Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. That
1: reminded me of that. Okay, yeah, cool, cool.
0: All right. Anything else, Tyler? You liked or didn't like from this movie we haven't we haven't hit on yet? Um,
1: no. I that's good for me. I we, mean, Mike Myers. My, Mike Myers was pretty chill in it. I thought he was funny in a very understated way, which I was which is surprising. I think
0: I did like this. The that that was true. Those him and Michael Shannon as the spies. they there's like we're just businessmen and bird watchers. Yeah, but
1: did you understand why were they? Why were the spies who are uh, ostensibly good guys
0: killing stealing the eggs? And destroying they were, the birds? I, I, it's very weird, but I think they're the people that realized... He attributed the scientific discovery that cuckoos go into nests and replace those birds' eggs with their own eggs to these two spies.
1: Okay. What? Is that a real scientific discovery?
0: I, well, it's a fact. The cuckoo bird goes to a nest, kicks out the other eggs, and leaves their own eggs. And then, like the swallow or whatever bird, they did that to hatches the cuckoo egg. This is our cuckoo's. That's real. Stink? This is real. That, no, nope. that's
1: a real thing. What? What does that say, Reed? What does that say?
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I don't know either.
0: Yeah, there was a weird connection to the ornithology groups, but I guess it's how they—that's how he knew the spies were back. How? Wait, uh, right. Cause he, the, the spies told him they were birdwatchers in, in Amsterdam. And then he heard about bird watchers in New York.
1: Yeah. I mean, it connected him for sure. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I I, I would have to watch it again to understand that link. And I'm probably not going to do that.
0: I will not do that. Yeah. Okay. Ty, what are you going to rate Amsterdam out of five?
1: I'm giving it a four.
0: Okay. I'm going to give
1: it a two. Whoa. I know. Harsh. Reed uh, likes fair. His, Reed likes his morality tales coherent, apparently, instead of just just.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, Ty, what else do you have to recommend that you've been watching, reading, or listening to lately?
1: Well, I've been watching Pennyworth on HBO.
0: That is shocking to me. Why? It's a show about... The Batman's Butler. Yeah. Have you watched yep. it? No, I've not watched it. I looked at it. and I was like, I don't need this in my life. I don't think it has
1: nothing to do with Batman. Absolutely. Nothing to do with Batman. Okay. It's just, it's just a nice 1960s England spy caper mystery procedure. Wow. I like all of those things. I know exactly. Right. Okay. It, it, like it, it's just as a dude, yeah, he's just he wants. He's not a spy. He's a. He wants to uh, start a security firm, but he's former SAS special forces in the British Army, and so he's got all these skills that keep making people really want to hire him to like kill people and do things. And he's like, okay, fine, I'll do it, and then and then he gets embroiled in some morally ambiguous stuff, and you know, so far he hasn't. He's he's more morally ambiguous guy. Like, I don't know.
0: Isn't yeah. What? In that Batman universe, there's a lot of tough choices.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there are. But anyway, I just like the mysteries and he has to he has to solve these basically spy crimes every week. So. It's oh, good. it's like it is a week to week. Well, there's no, I think all 10 are out. Is now. there
0: one like overarching story? Um. Mm,
1: no. I mean, there's a there's two secret societies, one's extreme Fascist right wing secret society trying to take over Britain, British government trying to do a coup basically, and then there's a secret, extremely leftist socialist secret society trying to take over Britain, and I guess there's, I mean maybe by the end there'll be some outcome in their battle, but
0: okay, all right that that was enough to get me to watch an episode yeah I'll try I'll check it
1: out <laughs> okay. It's also ex- weirdly, extremely violent. Like Batman doesn't kill people, but these guys do. <laughs> Holy crap. Like you see, and the, you, it's kind of like the boys. I mean, you see really nasty special effects. So okay. for, our, for our more queasy listeners, I can't recommend it. Unfortunately.
0: Now I'm into three episodes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Uh, all right. For me. I was so happy to see the third season and final season of dairy girls on Netflix. I think that show is so funny and just I, very it, charming with their Irish accents. I've
1: had it downloaded for years, I think, and just have never even watched one episode. It's like the thing I think I should like and want to watch. And, but then when I, when it's time to watch things,
0: it seems are uh, like work. I don't know why. Oh, that's crazy. Cause it, it's so pleasant. It's like very, it's very easily easy to watch. Uh, Liam Neeson has a cameo in this last season. That's pretty okay. funny. Okay. Do you know it's written entirely by one person? Who grew? Yeah, it's like who grew up in London in the nineties.
1: Yeah, but that's insane to do a to have an old TV show that never has a writers' room. That's, that's impressive. Super, that's super super unusual.
0: Yeah. So. Dairy Girls on Netflix. Check it out. Very good. You should watch at least one, Ty.
1: Okay, I'll try.
0: All right. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. Uh, I'm Ty
1: Turley. I hope you enjoyed our autumnal spirit. Yeah, go get yourself a warm drink of something that will make you feel loved. Good?
0: (laughs) Great. Bye. Bye.